0: Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem.
1: Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues.
0: But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit MoneyPit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve.
1: And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT.
0: coast and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: The number is one 888 Pit 888-666-3974. This show is two four and about you and your home, your house, your castle, whatever you want to do to kind of make it a better money pit <laughs> for Heck, yourself. Heck, even
1: if it's a rental, we've got great ideas to let you expand your horizons in your rental and walk away leaving things that no one would even know you've done a thing to. So don't be afraid if you're a renter. Call us up.
0: one eight 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 money pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. 3974 There could be home improvement projects that you could tackle even if you own an apartment or a condo that maybe doesn't contribute to the value of the building and something that you could easily leave behind, but could make the time that you're spending in that house a lot more pleasant. So Leslie, uh, newsflash.
1: Okay, let me hear it. Ding, a da, 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 a ding, survey
0: ding. of home builders at the International Builder Show finds that nine out of ten builders are incorporating energy-saving products into new homes. How about well, that? Well, that's great. Finally, finally the builders are actually incorporating energy-saving features into their structures. And you know Why? Because the consumers are finally demanding it. Well, That's the consumers the are
1: wising up to it all. So they're more aware of what's out there to actually improve their living spaces. So they're asking for it. And I think the the, the builders know that if they deliver a good quality product, someone's going to recommend them.
0: Plus, all the tax credits that are available now for energy efficient upgrades is, is driving the needs as well. So maybe you're thinking about making your own energy efficient upgrade, be it windows, insulation, weather stripping, caulking, Call us right now, 1 888 MoneyPit, 888 666 3974.
1: And also, coming up this hour, how to keep your home healthy. We're going to talk to a mold expert who was among the first health officials on scene in a hurricane ravaged New Orleans. He's seen the worst and has advice on what you can do to reduce the chances of mold infiltrating your home. And we're going to be giving away a great prize this hour, and it will actually keep burglars from infiltrating your home. It's called the Knock and Lock System, and it's a way to secure your home from the inside with no lock to break into on the outside all you need to get in is a special key so it's pretty cool so if you call us now and you we answer your question i can't talk today and if we answer your question on (laughs) air i'm like answer that's me the foreign girl today um you'll be lucky enough to be entered into the money pit hard hat to be our winner so do so
0: Pretty cool. 1-888-Money Pit, 888-666-3974. Yeah, imagine the crook comes up to your door to and there's no in. lock. There's no lock. <laughs> it's like, and how do I exactly get in this place? You know? That'd send him packing.
1: He's open sesame.
0: Pretty cool. 1-888-Money Pit, 888-666-3974. Call us right now. Leslie, who's first?
1: Carolyn, Nebraska finds the money pit at KFOR, and you've tiled the countertop yourself. Well done.
2: Thank you. Actually, I can't take credit with my husband, but it's (laughs) a beautiful, beautiful job, and I couldn't be more pleased. It was just easier than we thought and cheaper than we thought and just the greatest, and we couldn't have done without your help.
0: Well, that's great to hear because, you know, we're always uh, advocating people do these jobs themselves. And I think tile is something that people are afraid of tackling, but it's really not that hard to do. I always say if you can put a puzzle together, you can do tile.
1: Yeah, and with innovations on, like, wet tile cutters' blades where you can accidentally run your finger across certain ones and they won't cut you, I think people are feeling more capable. So good for you.
2: It's, and we did it over a laminate. Which people said, you, you know, some people said you could, some people said you couldn't. We went ahead and did it, and it worked great. Great. So you don't even have to pull that out. It's just it's fabulous. Our only problem is, because, of course, there would be one little problem. Of <laughs> course. On, um, above the bullnose that we ran along the edge, um, right above the dishwasher, there's a very fine line crack in the grout. And we're wondering if it's somehow heat-related from the heat escaping from the dishwasher. And, or is it when we reset the new sink-in, did we maybe put so much pressure on that it created that crack, and mainly what should we do?
0: Well, there, it is a good point that there's uh, heat above the dishwasher. You get steam that comes out there, and you could have potentially a little more expansion and contraction going on there as well, although the grout's not very elastic. Yeah. If it's just a fine line, I wouldn't worry about it. By the way, did you seal that grout after you put it down?
2: We didn't because we were told we didn't have to. Yeah, but, but if you seal it, it won't stain as easily, and it will
1: last longer.
2: Okay. So, and it's not, we just finished it maybe a month ago, so it's not too late to seal it?
0: No, no. Okay. Do it now before you, before you get it pretty dirty.
1: Okay. And get the yeah, applicator. You, it's like a little squeezy bottle that has almost like either a roller tip or like a nail polish brush on it. Okay. Because it, it really allows you to get in there really neatly and, and put it exactly where it needs to go, which is on the grout, not the tile.
2: Okay. And that, and so that's just, you look for grout. It's dealer. right
1: in the tiling section. You cannot miss it.
2: Okay, and then would that probably help the next time? Because we'll probably end up, they seem to be increasing a little bit to, to crack. So we may end up, like, pulling this off and redoing that section.
0: Well, what you want to do is get a grout saw, which is like a little tool that kind of is designed to scrape grout out, and scrape the grout out. And it's good that it's still pretty new because um, you don't have to worry about a color issue. And you could mix up a little bit of grout and then regrout that and then seal it all together at the same time. And hopefully that will stand up the next time and it won't shrink again.
2: Okay. So the okay. grout saw.
0: A great saw. Right. And the
2: sealer with the low nail polish thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: There you go. Thank you so way. much. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. It's so rewarding to hear that people are tackling the home improvement projects that we recommend, and they're coming out great.
1: Yeah, and tiling a countertop, it's just, it's so surprisingly simple, just like Carol said, and you really can have just a beautiful and original countertop that's all your own, so don't be afraid of it.
0: Tackle it. one eight 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 Money Pit. Let us show you how. Call us now.
1: Lose in Maryland. Listen to The Money Pit on WJFK, and you've got a question about a bathroom vent. What can we do for you?
3: Well, what I'm looking to do, I've got a, in our master bathroom, uh, up, so it's upstairs, second floor. There's no fan. There's no... It's, it's,
0: yeah, isn't that crazy? You know, the builders are not required to put a fan in the room. Is a, there a, a window in the if room? If there's a window.
3: Yeah, there's a window, absolutely. But, so uh, why don't you
0: just pop that open in January, why don't you? <laughs> well, that, that tends to happen,
3: uh, but the wife doesn't like that so much because... Okay. It because we're
1: down. always cold in the shower. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I'm in the shower and my husband leaves the door open. And I'm like, it's freezing in here. And he's like, it's hot.
3: Hey, you can't see the mirrors as soon as you get out. You know, everything gets all fogged up.
0: So what do you want to do, put a bath vent fan in there?
3: I would like to put a vent fan in there, but my question is, do I need to vent it outside or can I just vent it into the
0: attic? Oh, vent no. it
1: outside.
0: That's right. You can't vent it in the attic. That's a big mistake. You know why? Because all of that moisture will condense in your attic and it'll get into your insulation. It can ride out your sheathing. And if it gets the insulation damp, it makes it completely ineffective. Insulation to insulate has got to be dry. If you get it humid, it doesn't work. Okay.
1: So get that elbow bend.
0: Yeah, Lou, you can go up to the attic and then like across the insulation and maybe down into the soffit area, or you can go up towards a vent, or you could put another vent through the roof. Um, so you can go through the attic space, but just don't leave it right in the attic. That's a
3: good point. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Is because I think there's a ridge vent up in, the, up in the attic. Could I like take vent it up into that?
0: Well, if it's a big enough ridge vent, ridge vents tend to uh need a lot of a lot of length to do a good job venting. i'd rather see it bring it down to the soffit vent and open up a space in the soffit and have it vent down
3: okay so it's just a, the fact that it kind of it will then go up and then down
0: well, I just don't think the ridge vent's going to be big enough by itself for it to vent all of the air that's going to come through that fan. I think if you take the exhaust duct, run it across the top of the insulation, drop it into the soffit, and then cut a hole in the soffit. Uh, and terminate the vent there, then you'll have no restriction whatsoever, and you'll get all of that warm, moist air out very quickly without causing any damage to the attic structure itself.
3: Yeah, plus, there's not a, uh, plus, I don't have to worry about you know, rain getting in there or anything like that as far as a, having a vent
0: cap. Exactly. Gravity's working for you in that case.
3: Gotcha. Okay. okay, Lou. Will do. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for calling us at the Money Pit.
1: Hey, have you ever said to yourself, they don't build them like they used to? Well, you're right if you do, and sometimes that can actually be a good thing. A bad construction idea could actually lead to a dangerous situation. To help you avoid trouble, we created Home Improvement by the Numbers. And it's a column where you'll find on MoneyPit.com, it's underneath Tips and Ideas, and it's listed the most common, unsafe, inefficient, and otherwise unwanted construction practices by the years, so you'll know what to look out for in your own home by the year it was built. So no matter if your home was built in 1896 like Tom's or the year 2000, go to moneypit.com today and learn how to keep your home safe.
0: 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888 3974 So if that garbage piling up in your cans is causing a big stink, you're not alone. It stinks in my house. Do you know how many pounds of garbage a small family generates each week? You'll be surprised at the answer. We'll tell you how to keep your cans clean and fresh, no matter how much trash you collect, next. When you took your first steps or
4: drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous, gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation, starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into
5: hot and cold running reality
2: table saw 18 volt drill driver eight-piece combo kit
6: you don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want with ryobi you can actually afford them ryobi power tools professional features affordable prices and they sound really good too ryobi exclusively at the home depot
7: Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry.
2: I can't talk.
7: And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Aww. Put an end to dry air problems with an April air automatic humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April air. Now doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April air. Fresh ideas for indoor air.
0: Hey, Money Pit listeners, want to put some extra green in your wallet and help the planet stay green too?
1: You can lower your income taxes and your monthly energy bills at the same time.
0: Now is the time to take advantage of new federal income tax credits for some energy efficiency home improvements. Get credit for projects as simple as beefing up insulation or as involved as adding solar power to your home.
1: For a complete list of the tax credits available, visit the Alliance to Save Energy's website at www.ase.org slash tax credits.
6: Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing ENERGY STAR storm windows and double-pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using ENERGY STAR products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on ENERGY STAR products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy.
7: of the money pet is being sponsored by peerless if you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet peerless can help you with every step including the hardest one getting that old faucet out for a complete undo-it-yourself guide visit the peerless faucet coach at faucetcoach.com
0: welcome back to the money pit home improvement radio show i'm tom Kreitler,
1: and i'm leslie segretti
0: how's that garbage in your house
1: yeah tom i was doing that just before we sat down
0: did you Check this stat out. Um, The average family of three generates 40 pounds of garbage a week. Do you think that's true? 40 pounds. Really? Like just
1: household garbage or like if I'm cleaning out the garage? No,
0: I think just regular garbage, you know, cans and
1: paper towels, rubbish. Well, Well, those should be recycling, my friend.
0: Yeah, well, if your town recycles, that is.
1: I can't believe some towns still out there don't recycle. Get with the program.
0: Some don't. But anyway, yeah, that's what the stat is. The average family of three generates 40 pounds of garbage a week. To keep your garbage cans looking and smelling clean, what you need to do is to rinse them weekly with a solution of borax and warm water. Borax works awesome for this. It will keep the germs at bay and it will keep them clean and it will keep them smelling very fresh and not offensive to the rest of the neighborhood.
2: Well,
1: it's funny cuz I usually if it starts to get a little shady in there, I'll take it outside and hose it down and clean it out. Other than that, I've been sort of just spraying them with a disinfectant every time I pull out the can, but that's it's good to know. So, you know, especially cuz when you pull that bag out, you set it down on the kitchen floor. And then you're bringing the germs inside your house, so that is gross. Well, if you want more quick and easy cleaning tips, make sure you tune in and get the Money Pit e-newsletter. Hey, it's free. You can get it free in your email inbox every week, but you got to sign up for it at www.moneypit.com. So make sure you do that now, and we'll have one out to you right away.
0: 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Give us a call about your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. Got a great prize we're giving away this hour worth $290. It's called the Knock and Lock from E Lock. It's mounted on the inside of your door with no through holes for mechanical keys or wires. There's no access to the lock, so it can really fool the burglars. You access your house with a special key. You've got that system to give away to one caller drawn at random from today's calls to one 888 Pit. Leslie, who's next?
1: Next up is Kelly in Oklahoma, who's got some unwanted visitors at home. You've got mice, huh? Yes, I do. <laughs> like a lot of them? Um, not a lot, I don't think, but we can hear them chewing in the
2: wall. No,
1: do you see evidence of them in the house, like droppings, or are they pretty much staying in the walls?
2: No, we actually have a mobile home, a double-wide mobile home. Okay. And it's bricked in underneath, and we totally sealed up everything. Um, inside the house, and can't they can't possibly get in the house? But and now they can't get out. No, no, they're not inside the up in the house, but they're like under the house.
0: Okay. Well, what you need to do first is to make your house as unattractive to mice as possible. Um, you'd be surprised how many different sources of food there is in a house. I mean, everything from pet food to any kind of. Uh, goods that they can chew through—they're—they're they're pretty industrious. So make sure you're not making it incredibly welcome, even though you don't see them inside. And they
1: can fit through just about any space.
0: Oh yeah, they need like the space, like the size of your finger, to squeeze through. So just make sure you're not doing that. Secondly, I think probably the easiest, most effective way for you to get rid of these guys is to get under the house. You don't physically have to get in there; you just have to open enough of that space to be able to get in some bait. And bait works very good. If they hit the bait one time, they will die. So you don't have to uh, get them over and over and over again. The bait's very effective.
2: And uh, well, I think, we're kind of worried about if we give them, put poison under there, that they'll die under there and we'll, you know, keep smelling
0: them. Well, you know, the chances are they're going to go outside and look for water or go out to their nest somewhere. I mean, that's a possibility, but I wouldn't not do it because of that. You know, you really can't use traps in this situation because you can't access the space. But if you get in a big enough hole to throw some bait packets down there, throw four or five of them in the crawl space area around, and the mice will do the rest.
1: Yeah, and at night, if you have pet food in the house, don't leave their dish out full of the food. Pick it up off the floor and throw it away or add it back to their dish and, you know, really think about sealing up any of your leftovers, any loose chips. Make sure you just close up everything and any sort of plastic storage because they can get into just about anything.
0: And anything that's stored around the house, even garbage cans that are close or firewood or any kind of storage. Oh, yeah. Are you storing your
1: firewood like close to the house walls? Do Do you have firewood? No, we don't have firewood. Okay, because if you keep firewood close to the walls of your house, they can get right in through there as well. Yeah, or
0: really, any kind of storage whatsoever. You basically need to to, to keep it um, clean and spacious so that they don't have a place to nest. But I would open up the crawl space, get some bait packets in there, and I think they're going to go away. Okay, Kelly. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Ooh, Ronnie in Illinois is thinking about adding a bathtub in the basement. Ronnie, tell us what's going on. My
8: question is: I'm a first time home buyer. And we're I'm going to put in a tub in the basement okay. and um, send it over to the, the, about a, a square foot drain site, uh, or a uh, one foot square drain channel, or whatever you want to call it. And I don't know if I need to cap that off and put a hole in it or uh, put in a wooden floor over and set the tub on top of it.
0: Let's back up for a second. You say that you have a drain already installed in that basement floor?
8: Yes, there's a shower there right now.
0: Okay, great. So, what you need to do, of course, is to connect the uh, bathtub drain to that same drain. And what's the access point for that? Would you have to dig out the floor? Do you think?
8: Uh, I don't know because I wasn't. I uh, I, the uh, drain sits goes in pretty deep. The shower sits over it, and the washer water goes into the same drain.
0: So, is it like an open hole?
8: Yeah, well, yeah, you know, like you got a drain plug in your basement,
0: right? You mean like it's just draining through the floor?
8: Well, it's not the, a plumbing pipe. <laughs> it drains. There's a there's a drain pipe there, yes, but it does not go above the beveled edge.
0: It it sounds to me like what you have is a, a floor drain, not a plumbing drain. Is that correct? That could be. Yes. All right. Well, let's get this straightened out because that's um, not the proper way to drain plumbing fixtures. What you really need is something called a lift pump. And basically, it's a um, sort of a fancy sump pump, but it's not open. It's sealed, and it's vented, and it sits in the floor. And as the wastewater gets into that and fills the pump up, a pump kicks on, it's float actuated, and it picks the water up high enough so that it can gravity drain into the main waste pipe for your house, the drain waste vent pipe for your house. That would be the right way to do it. Otherwise it's just an open drain. And and you know, sooner or later you're gonna to want to sell that house and, and that's gonna really be frowned on by any inspector or potential buyer that takes a look at it. It's just really not the right way to do it.
8: Oh, okay.
0: So you want a lift pump, that's what you need.
8: A lift pump, okay. Lift pump. Okay, well, that answers my question
0: big time. Terrific. Ronnie, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. One eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four.
1: Coming up, we're going to talk about a dirty four-letter word. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. It can cause major <laughs> health problems, and you probably have it in your home right now. We're talking about mold, folks.
0: Joining us next is an expert who was among the first to enter hurricane-ravaged homes in New Orleans, He's back and has some advice on how to handle mold problems in your own home, and that's coming up next.
7: This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed smart humidifiers. Aprilaire's computer-equipped, completely automated, no-touch humidifiers never need manual adjustments. Advanced computer technology measures the outdoor temperature and indoor humidity over 86,000 times a day and continually adjusts your home's indoor humidity for maximum comfort. For more information, go to Aprilaire.com.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We talk a lot on this show about home improvement, home safety, home maintenance. And along the topic of both home safety and home improvement, we've been thinking a lot, of course, about the folks down in the storm-struck Gulf Coast that are dealing with the sort of home improvements that we hope to never have to do ourselves those that involve cleanup of terribly damaged walls when when it's even possible that are totally infested with mold. Our next guest actually was one of the first on the scene after the waters receded and one of the first experts to try to assess the level of damage from mold. His name is Russ Nassoff. He is a mold expert and author of a new homeowner's book called Mold Uncovering the Truth, What Every Homeowner Needs to Know. Russ, when you got in the ground down there, was that uh, absolutely the worst infestations that you as an expert have ever seen?
4: Oh, by far. Um, We have never seen anything that even came close to to the conditions we
5: saw in New Orleans.
0: Now, is there hope of recovery for some of those homes that have been completely infested, or is is it a matter where you really have to tear the house down and start again?
4: Uh, It's probably 50-50. Some of the homes um, that were flooded for a long period of time will probably need to be torn down. Those that had Know, just a few feet of flood water can be uh, remediated and, and reoccupied.
1: Well Russ you know in seeing some of the situations I noticed where only the lower half of the wall seemed to be infected with mold would it be possible just to remove that lower half that had seen that infestation and repatch it with new drywall or do you recommend sort of starting from scratch?
4: No, that's exactly what you would need to do, is remove that lower portion of the wall and any of the the building materials, the insulation that were impacted, and replace it with new.
0: Russ, let's talk about um, how this may impact folks, that how mold may impact folks that were not part of a flood. I think because of the floods, mold has been in the news more and more. But the truth is that that mold can really exist in in a desert climate as well as a, a moist climate, So give us some clues as to what the average homeowner should be looking for if they think that their home is suffering a mold infestation.
4: Sure. The one thing that drives mold is going to be moisture. Um, Even in a desert environment, say Phoenix, Arizona, if you have a pipe leak or a roof leak, something that allows moisture into the home, if um, that is allowed to continue, you will have mold growth. Um, And that's, that's what the homeowner needs to look for. They need to look for sources of moisture around their home.
0: Now, if you are having respiratory issues and the respiratory issues you happen to notice um, go away when you're out of the house, is that something that would uh, signal to you as an indoor air quality expert the need for perhaps a a more thorough investigation of of what's going on in that space that's causing that problem?
4: Yes, yes. Um, There are many different environmental factors inside of a home that can cause it. Mold is one of them. Um, And if you're in that environment and you tend to have... uh, symptoms or some type of respiratory problem, you would definitely want to have a professional come in and and do an investigation
5: for you.
1: And people are always so concerned about the health risks from the mold. How do you know if the type of mold that you might have in your house might be the toxic kind that people are so fearful
2: of?
4: Well, the only way to know for sure is to have an actual laboratory test conducted, where a sample is taken to a laboratory and the laboratory tells you what type of mold you have. But for... For the most part, any type of mold has the potential of causing an individual health problems based on their sensitivity.
0: Now, Russ, sometimes we get uh, folks that call and say they smell mold. Does mold really have an odor or is what they're smelling actually just the humidity or the dampness in the air?
4: No, mold actually has an odor. Um, As the mold grows, it produces uh, volatile chemicals that produce that musty odor that people smell.
0: Oh, and, interesting.
1: And does that mean that the mold is actually airborne, or does that mean that the mold is just somewhere on something in the house?
4: Well, the odor means that, that there's just an odor being released. doesn't necessarily mean that the mold is being airborne, um, but the odor can be a clue for a homeowner to actually conduct a little investigation to see if they can find a moist
8: spot in their home.
0: Now, about the investigation, if you do suspect or perhaps you even find mold and, and maybe you have some other symptoms of respiratory Um, illness and you're thinking about taking the next step, you mentioned that the only way to confirm mold is to have a laboratory test done. Um, Are there professionals out there that can help do that sort of thing? Because my concern is that there are a lot of charlatans out there. I have seen, for example, those that are involved in the so-called waterproofing business, which in my view, often uh, do work to homes that's really not necessary. put in expensive pumps and things like that when wet basements can be solved in a lot easier ways with grading and drainage improvements outside. Now these guys are touting themselves as mold remediation experts without having any scientific background whatsoever. So how do you really find a mold remediation pro?
4: Right. It's just like anything else. You've got to do your homework. You need to, to you know, ask the questions. What are their credentials? What type of training do they have? Um, there are different org- organizations that will uh, or that do offer uh, remediation training courses and certification for uh, mold remediation companies. <clears throat> so most of your your professional companies will have these these training courses and these certifications that allow them to do a more professional job of of a mold abatement.
1: Now, if you do come across some mold in the house, is there a safe way that you as a homeowner can tend to it yourself, or should you always leave it to the pros?
4: You know, it's going to depend on the type of problem that you have. If you have a plumbing leak or a roof leak, um, something that's going to reoccur, as a homeowner you can, take, you can take some immediate action and wipe it down with bleach so that you're, you're not allowing it to grow and to release the spores into the air. But the problem is the moisture keeps getting into the house, so the mold will continue to come back. So you're going to have to have some professional help down the road to, to completely get rid of that problem.
0: Now, if you're going to sell um, your house, do you have an obligation to, uh, to or disclose Or even if you're buying issues?
1: a new house and you're, you have a question about mold there.
4: Right, right. Um, disclosure, and, and particularly for mold, has been a, a big issue now in, in current litigation. And, you know, the laws differ from state to state, but most of them require that you disclose as much information as possible about the history of your home. Uh, which include mold reports and any remediation that you had um,
3: completed in your home.
0: So it really becomes uh, an issue of home maintenance that can impact house value as well. All good reasons to want to get that mold out of your house. Russ Nassoff, mold expert and author of homeowner's book called Mold, Uncovering the Truth, What Every Homeowner Needs to Know. Thanks so much for uh, taking time to fill us in on, uh, on uh, how to get rid of mold in our house. If you want more information you can go to uh, their website russ's website is centerlinemedia.com or they can be reached at 215-646-4591 russ thanks so much for stopping by the money Pit 1-888-666-3974 give us a call right now with your home improvement questions say do you love your newly installed windows or appliances but you hate the stickers on the front of them Don't worry, you are in luck. Stay tuned for an easy, natural sticker remover next.
7: It's a big ladder that fits in a small box. Tired of lugging around your oversized, overweight, heavy ladder? Want a better solution? Then check out the amazing Telesteps telescoping ladder. It extends from 30 inches to 12 half feet in a matter of seconds. This ladder's lightweight and stores easily. The Telesteps ladder's on sale now for $229. Order now from R.E. Williams, and we'll ship the ladder to you for free. Call us at 888-845-6597 or order online at rewci.com.
6: Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Home ownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make, so it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes as well as townhouses and condominiums should be carefully examined too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential
0: problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors.
6: We're all looking for ways to get more mileage from a gallon of gas. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman with steps you can take to save money by getting the most out of every gallon of gas that you buy. First, keeping your car tuned and in proper working condition can improve gas mileage by up to 40%. Replacing your air filter and keeping tires properly inflated improves fuel efficiency. When you can, avoid idling your car. Running your engine when you're not moving wastes gas and money. Obey the speed limit. Speeding reduces fuel mileage by up to 23%. Your gas mileage decreases rapidly once you get above 60 miles an hour. You have the power to make a difference. By taking these steps, you can save money and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more tips on saving money at the gas pump, please visit our website at www.energy.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy.
7: Portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one—getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. One eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com. Home of the Money Pit free e-newsletter Chock a Block full with tips and advice every single week. So, Leslie, I love getting new stuff just like everybody does. Who doesn't? But, you know, you get shiny appliances and, and things like that. But those stickers, they drive you crazy. The stickers are the decals that are on, on the front that scream new. They're just a, bit, a little bit much. And they're very, very difficult to get rid of.
1: Yeah, and if you don't peel them off exactly right the first time, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna get yeah, that you off. You try to
0: peel them off without it's them like separating. Back
1: it on itself. It's terrible. But I've got a tip to get rid of stickers from almost any new product. What you want to do is warm about three quarters of a cup of white vinegar, and then you want to soak a cloth large enough to cover the entire sticker, and let it soak in that warm vinegar, and then. Put it on the sticker and hold it there for a few minutes. Once that sticker is saturated, it should peel off really easily. And this tip will also work for old bumper stickers on your car. So if you put something on there and you weren't supposed to, get it off easily.
0: Now that's the natural solution. You want the uh, the chemical solution? Yeah. What is it? WD-40.
1: I know. Totally.
0: (laughs) Totally rocks.
1: Yeah, It does work, too.
0: It does. It does. It works really good.
1: And I kind of like the way it smells. (laughs) I don't know if I'm supposed to admit that, but I don't know.
0: But, you know, I'm sure that there's a reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) So if you've ever had a break in and in fact, there is one in this country every 15 seconds. Uh, you know that many types of picking tools have been developed to defeat almost any lock produced, and that's because most locks require a hole made through the door.
1: Ah, but not the knock and lock system from eLock. What happens is this is mounted on the inside of the door with no through holes for mechanical keys or wires, so there's no access to the lock at all. To open the lock, you need to enter your code on their patented knock key and press it to the outside surface of the door. The code will transfer through the wood, metal, or glass, pretty much any material, and you're key can open an unlimited amount of locks with either the same or different codes but you only have to carry one key and all locks and keys are powered by super long-lasting lithium batteries which are included with the installation materials so you got to call in ask your question on air to be eligible for this fantastic prize and it's worth about 290 bucks so great prize and it'll keep your family safe so call in now
0: 1888 money pit let's get back to the phones.
1: Now we're going to talk to Mike in New York who's having an exhaust fan issue. What happened?
0: Uh well, uh, the
5: I thought it was just the filter and that the filter may be clogged. This is a house that uh
1: Where is the fan?
5: The, it's the exhaust fan over the stove. Okay. And when I took the filter out, discovered that the exhaust fan goes nowhere.
1: Oh, ah, well, it's
0: a recycling <laughs> fan. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, so that's why it wasn't exhausting.
0: Yeah, see that's that solves the problem. <laughs>
5: If if I lay the ductwork in there, does it have, Can I put just a ninety degree turn after the fan, or do I have to do this gradually with a curve or a couple of forty five?
0: Well, it's a good question. Every ninety degree turn in ductwork is uh, has the the resistance equal to about twenty feet of straight duct.
1: Wow. So, can you put you, a fan inside the ductwork no, to sort of no. conduct I mean, you, it along? No, no. I mean, the fan
0: might be, might be strong enough. And if it's a, a kitchen exhaust fan that's designed to be ducted, the fan's going to be a little stronger than the kind that are not designed to be ducted. I hope you're not thinking about using the same one because you probably can't. You probably want to get a new one.
5: Well, I wasn't thinking of that, but if that's what I have to do, that's what I have yeah. to do.
0: Yeah. I would, and um, you want to try to put in as few turns as you possibly can. So, just good duct design would uh, involve you putting in as few bends into that run as you can, so you get the uh, the hot air out as quickly as possible.
5: Okay, I was only anticipating one ninety degree turn, but uh, am I better off with a with a curved ductwork, or maybe a couple of forty five bends?
0: Well, if you got the room, go with two forty fives. Yeah, less resistance. You know if you only got to put one ninety in and that's just going to get you right out, then go ahead and do it. But just in general, the less the turn the fewer the turns the better
5: okay, great. That's what I needed to know then
0: all right, Mike good luck with that. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit.
1: Paper or plastic, or how about plastic or copper?
0: they make copper shopping bags?
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I'm right with you on that. No, we're not talking shopping bags. We're talking plumbing fixtures, plumbing Ah. pipes. And we're going to have an email from Bettina in Virginia, who seems to be in a little bit of a situation with her plumbing. And we'll get to that next.
7: portion of the money pit is being brought to you by ryobi manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer ryobi power tools pro features affordable prices available exclusively at the home depot now here are tom and leslie
0: this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show 1 888 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com. You got a home improvement question? You can shoot it to us by email to helpme at moneypit.com. Leslie. Let's jump right into that email bag.
1: All right. Bettina from Chantilly, Virginia writes, I have polybutylene pipes, which have leaked several times since I purchased my house six months ago. I'm ready to repipe the house. Should I use CPVC or copper? I have a quote for each. The cost is about the same. My water is not acidic that I know of. How should I decide? Well,
0: Bettina, you've had a really bad experience with plastic pipe, and a lot of people have. And you know what? There's only one reason to put plastic pipe in. It's cheaper than copper, and mm-hmm. since you know you have a quote for both, I think copper would be a perfect choice. It's reliable. It's dependable. Once you put it in, you're done. The stuff it's shiny leak. and pretty. It, of course, for Leslie, that would be important. It has to be <laughs> shiny and pretty as well. You know, polybutylene piping has a long history of problems. There's a lot of lawsuits going on. Um, over the piping and the fact that it's leaking like crazy. I'm a little surprised that you bought a house that had this stuff without finding out about it. If you ever see plastic piping in a house, you absolutely need to have it inspected by a home inspector, a professional that is is skilled at detecting this stuff. If you think that you have a polybutylene piping in your house, there's a good website you can go to. It's pbpipe.com. Dot .com in fact you could qualify for a replacement of your plumbing system because of a clax action settlement so that's one more thing for you to check uh, Bettina. that's that website pbpipe.com
1: Now Tom since it's a plastic pipe and pvc is also a plastic pipe how do you tell the difference
0: It's a different type of plastic It's a different it's a different color and the and the pb pipe that there's a lot of problems with one of the clues is it has usually a metal crimp connector where it's joining to the elbows and and the other junctions of the pipe. And that's really where the problem was. Those crimp connectors were leaking like crazy.
1: So she's not totally out of luck. She's in good shape to get her new plumbing done. We have time for another one? Uh, Sure. All right. Steve from Houston, Texas writes, The grout on the floor is coming loose. Every time I sweep, mop, or clean, grout comes up out of the floor. Do you have any suggestions on how to fix this problem?
0: Sounds like loose tile, huh?
1: Well, it sounds like something. Maybe the subfloor is loose or maybe, you know, does grout just wear out over time? Well, not
0: really. It has to be some movement. I mean, I, I think that if he's getting grout that's that loose, that the chances are that the uh, floor is, is soft and the tile's moving Isn't around. And the tile
1: is now rocking. Because grout
0: is not elastic in any way, shape or form mm-hmm so the first thing steve would be for you to examine that subfloor and try to figure out um whether or not there's movement in the floor if there is doesn't matter how many times you grout or regrout,
1: it's going to always come loose
0: yeah exactly it's going to keep coming up so your problem may be a little bit bigger in the sense that you've got to secure that floor so take a look at that first
1: all right you're not terribly out of luck but you got some work in front of you steve
0: so, Leslie, as the saying goes, no man is an island. But that doesn't apply to your kitchen, does it?
1: <laughs> well, some kitchens don't have one. But if you're one of those kitchens that don't have an island, are you considering adding an island to your kitchen? Well, here's a new angle on an old idea. Your kitchen island doesn't have to be square or rectangular. It doesn't. You can custom design one with angles and features that best fit your kitchen and your needs. And when planning, think about adding undercounter storage for cookbooks or even installing a cooktop right on the island give you some extra space. So remember, creative kitchens inspire creative cooks. So get designing, folks.
0: And if you ever feel like you are uh, stranded on a deserted island of home improvement woes, remember you can call us <laughs> 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Our Money Pit team is always standing by to help you solve your home improvement questions. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Remember, you can do it
1: yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.